Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. It has been one week since we lived by feel the fear and do it anyway. And you know what that means? It is time for another buy the book minisode. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's time for another by the book epilogue. This week, we are looking at the aftermath of living by Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And uh, Jolenta, let's start off with some feedback from folks who loved Feel the Fear and voted for us to live by it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Dee Dee says, this book was actually recommended to me by a man after I had expressed problems in a male-dominated workplace. It gave me the courage to set new standards for how I would continue to work there. Since then, I have not been the same. It changed how I played the game altogether. Oh, nice, oh, Dee wow. Glad to hear that worked for you. And uh, unfortunately, that is a lot of workplaces, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, Dee Dee, I'm really glad you figured that out because like a lot of us are stuck in places like that. Yeah, still trying to figure it out. A lot of us are. Nikita wrote, 
I got this audio book about 10 mm. years ago and liked it so much, I got a copy to listen to in my car when I need some encouragement or when doubts start sneaking up on me. You know, I feel like we see this a fair amount that like audiobooks tend to hit harder, probably easier to connect, right? It's also easier to hear like maybe the intention, especially if the author's reading it. You know, it's harder to read between the lines or like put our like interpretation over it, maybe. Or maybe just because we have podcast listeners, maybe they're used to consuming things in audio. Maybe we just have people who love audio writing in. (laughs) Damn. Our demographic is like heavily skewed towards audio, isn't it? Yeah. I would also say our demographic is skewed toward a lot of people who are trying to multitask every day. So it gives you a chance to do something like drive to work and work on betterment or, you know, run errands or exercise and then also hear things that make you feel good. So you're right. So many good theories. (laughs) (laughs) Kate wrote in to say, feel the fear and do it anyway is a book that changed my life. Since I was a teenager, anytime I felt those nervous tingles or felt timid, I have repeated the title of the book to myself and jumped in with two feet. I have lived on four continents, changed careers three times, and often pushed myself to try new things like bungee jumping, mountain biking, etc. The only thing is, I've never actually read the book. My parents had the book on their bookshelf in the 90s, and just seeing the title of it daily inspired me. Ugh. I love this. This is my favorite. I saw it on Facebook. I love it so much. Because one thing that you and I talked about, Jolenta, was, you know, the book was kind of overly long and maybe overly complicated. Mm-hmm. And just the title of the book, Making a Difference, that's so great. I yeah, love I'm that. Like, the title of this book has, like, inspired Kate to have a very broad range of very cool experiences that would scare the shit out of me, like bungee jumping. Yeah. Mountain biking scares me, too. I don't want to go down a right. hill Didn't on wheels. Right. did Dean get, like, injured mountain biking not too long ago? Correct. He sure did. He ended up in the hospital. Yes. Those bikes look cool, but it's scary, guys. Yeah, not something I want to do. <laughs> yeah, this goes back to like our pamphlet theory, where like a lot of these do have really great nuggets of wisdom at the core, but they've been overwritten and expanded so much that it becomes diluted or stops making sense. And sometimes just that nugget, like feel the fear, but push through it might be all we need. Yeah, especially, you know, in the case of adventures like bungee jumping and mountain biking, That is a situation where sometimes just saying a mantra can help you because it doesn't necessarily feel as much like your whole life is on the line with those kinds of decisions, right? Right. Except with bungee jumping, it definitely feels like your life's on the line. Oh, it is. It's on <laughs> Literally the line. on the line. Ah. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I did that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Huh. Wordplay gives me mixed feelings. And some <laughs> of you got mixed feelings about this book. <laughs> yes. Lisa wrote to say, I read the book nine years ago and was not a huge fan of it. The author seemed to use language diminishing people's fears. There is real trauma in making wrong decisions, and that fear needs to be acknowledged and not in a flippant way. I did, however, learn to ask myself what I am afraid of in certain situations, which allowed me to try new activities when it was just a fear of new things as opposed to a fear of physical danger or something larger. 
Right, right. Yeah. When you can differentiate the like, I'm scared for my life versus like, I'm scared and it's a thrill. The pushing is good. Yeah. Are you scared because it's just something new you haven't done before? Are you scared because you have legitimate fears, like Lisa's saying here, that should not be diminished? Yeah. It's good to have a framework that can help you figure that out. Mm -hmm. And like check in with what's at the root. Yes. And it sounds like that worked for you, Lisa, even though you have mixed feelings about the book. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, a lot of you had more than mixed feelings, in fact, negative feelings about the book. In particular, the part that's about the law of attraction. We've talked a lot about that good old law. Is it a real law? It's as real as the law of gravity, Jolenta. Don't you remember our debut episode Mm -hmm. on The Secret? Mm Mm-hmm. Madura wrote in to say, I have a little daughter with multiple life-threatening disabilities for which medical science has found no reason and no cure so far. Yet, I have been preached to about the law of attraction by quite a few friends of mine. They want me to think positive so that things with her will get better. Honestly, I find it to be utterly dismissive of the things I do so my daughter can get the best life she can have. I am a fierce advocate for her. No thanks to any of them or the law they believe in. Also, in what universe is it okay for my little daughter to have to fight this battle so that I can get stronger? Let's just accept that some bad things are there for no reason at all. Oh, yeah. Most bad things, right? Yeah. No one's little kid is willing health problems or disabilities for themselves. Yeah. Madura, you and your daughter are not putting bad energy out into the universe, which is Mm -mm. attracting this to you. And you know what? You can put out all the good energy you want to, but medical science is something that doesn't necessarily listen to mantras. Sorry. Right. Like, they don't necessarily care about your intention (laughs) in the lab. Yes. And that's been shown over and over again with many medical issues. Um, And Hope wanted to, by the way, second what Madura said. Hope said, I've had a chronic illness since I was 17. Besides being sick a lot, I lost the ability to have kids. It feels like a personal attack when people preach the law of attraction or even just post pictures of their kids along with the hashtag blessed. I guess that means those of us without just aren't blessed. Yeah, law of attraction works great for people who, like, are lucky. You know what I mean? Isn't that great? Things are going your way. I guess you deserved it because you thought the right thoughts, right? You attracted the good things to you. We all think we deserved or, like, put in some effort for, like, the great things we've earned. But let's not ascribe that sort of meaning to it because then we, like, blame people for bad things. And that's not cool. I do got to point out, though, that not all of you are ready to throw out the law of attraction. Some of you out there still like it. Yes, that is true. Maria says, I interpret the law of attraction as a way to change unconscious body language cues that might have been sabotaging or making situations worse in daily interactions. I don't think of it in terms of life being challenge-free. For instance, when my child was in the ER, the nurses would have a terrible time with his IVs. I started to think silently, this nurse is capable at his or her job and will get the vein. And it worked. Mm, Yeah. I mean, in that case, it does make sense that this would work for you. If it's a way to calm yourself down so you're not being jittery or hovering over the medical staff, if it's something that you have to tell yourself to keep yourself in check, it sounds like it really works for you in that way. Although I would argue that I think the nurses did their job because they were capable, not because of your mantra. I would say that my friends who are nurses 
they went to lots of school and they have worked really, really hard to save lives. So they have it in them. They can do it. But if it calmed you down, then I'm all for it. Anything right. to make yourself feel better in a situation where your child is in the hospital, Obviously. latch onto that. Enjoy it. Do what you need to do. Believe what you need to believe in order to feel better in that terrible situation. Totally. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll tackle some of the feedback you had about how we lived by the book because you guys have thoughts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. We are back with listener comments about Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And now, Jolenta, let's hear from some folks who have specific feedback for the two of us. I noticed on Facebook that some of you had some nice comments about how Kristen passed along corporate clients to her friends with the hopes that, you know, work that she wanted would come her way. And you guys shared stories of how you, too, cleared your plate and then crossed your fingers. Yes. Lindsay wrote to say, I kept saying I'd quit my job when I had a new job lined up. Then my job got so much worse. And after a discussion with my significant other, we decided it was better to just get out and try to recover mentally before a new job started. I walked into the office and told my boss, this is my two-week notice. A huge weight was lifted. And then, four hours later, I got the call for the job I wanted. It was surreal in some ways. I also know that I would have felt so guilty trying to take that call or might have missed it had I still been invested mentally in my old job. As mm. soon as I said I quit, it was like, poof, I don't give a crap how you run this place. I'll take whatever call I want because I need to take care of me now. I'll close out all my stuff and do a professional handover, but I'm not invested and I'm not going to take on that burden. Love it. Love it. Don't take on that burden. That sounds like you did the best thing to take care of yourself mm -hmm. emotionally, yeah. too. Because if this is mentally causing you problems, then it sounds like it wasn't psychologically a safe space for you to be in much longer. Right. And those sort of leaps of faith, once you've like run them past partners, sometimes they're so worth taking. So you can free up your headspace to actually look for that next job. Karen had this to say, after 20 years at the same software company, I quit my management job four years ago with the hopes of becoming an independent technology consultant for nonprofits. It took about a year to ramp up, but now I do the work I want and I love working for myself. 
Oh, I love that. After 20 years, like that's so brave, making such a big change after like setting yourself up for so long in the same way. Like, oh, I admire that so much. So do I. I have never done anything for 20 years. Mm -mm. Yeah, just doing something for 20 years and let alone changing it. Nothing in my life. I've never gone to the same school. I've never lived in the same house. I've never been like in a relationship with the same person. Like 20 years is such a long time. That is so brave. And I'm really glad things went your way. Mm -hmm. That being said, a few of you also wanted to point out that clearing your plate and crossing your fingers... It doesn't work for everyone. Right. Sarah wrote to say, this just is not realistic for most of us. In the U.S., most of us live paycheck to paycheck, rely on our jobs for health insurance, or have dependents who need us to stay the course rather than follow our passions. Even two weeks without work would sink me further into debt. Yeah, exactly. And I will fully acknowledge my privilege here. Whenever people say, how are you so brave to be a freelancer? How are you so brave to follow your dreams? I have said for years, I'm not brave. I'm privileged. My husband has health insurance. And if Dean didn't have health insurance, Jolenta, you know how often I get sick. Oh, if Brad didn't have health insurance, like (laughs) I would be in an office somewhere dealing with lupus and like filing files so I could have health insurance. Yes, exactly. So Sarah, your point is completely spot on. The ability to just like drop what you don't like and then hope that the universe will provide new opportunities. Mm, Yeah, it's a lot easier when you have a safety net. I wish I would have done all this stuff years ago, but I didn't have a safety net before Dean and this current job he has. So I'm very lucky. Yes. Yeah. Leap of faith, knowing you have a sound foundation you're leaping from is a very lucky thing. Exactly. Now, a few of you wanted to give Brad a shout out. Mm -hmm. It's true. Jennifer said, I was so thankful when Brad pointed out how ridiculous it was to expect people to take responsibility for every negative thing that happens in life. Three years ago, I was attacked in the parking lot of my job while sitting in my Jeep. A guy bashed in my face with a gun, stole my wallet and phone, and I have been in EMDR therapy ever since, but I still struggle with major anxiety. Then in 2020, I lost my son to an overdose. So the past three years have been pretty much a shit show for me, and I'm struggling to maintain something that resembles life while dealing with major anxiety and overwhelming grief. There is real trauma in this life, and to blame the person suffering is arrogant, obtuse, and lacking basic empathy. Yes, Uh, yes, So well put. Jennifer, this sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. So sorry for your loss and so sorry for that horrible attack. That is insane and horrible. Yeah, it's not your fault. There's no way you could have taken responsibility for a child dying or for somebody. A random act of violence. Yeah. What does that have to do with you being responsible? And as Brad was saying, I am sure, I am confident, I know this was on me, I take responsibility. As Brad was saying, like, sometimes you can't take responsibility because some of those things you're not sure about and some of them you're not responsible for. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's a fine line between taking responsibility and, like, sort of victim-blaming yourself. And, like, that gets us nowhere. Yeah, and it can very easily spill over into starting to blame others, too. Maybe they weren't taking enough responsibility for their lives. Maybe they weren't a good enough blank. Maybe they didn't try hard enough at blank, and maybe that's why this happened to them. Mm. Sometimes the way we look at ourselves is how we start looking at the world, and that's not a good way to look at the world. Right, right. You're not in control of the good or bad things that happen to you. Uh, We're all just floating along. Let's change the subject. 
Lots of you appreciated Kristen sharing her take on one of the book's philosophies. Joey said, I loved when Kristen pushed back against that old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and feel the fear. It was so amazingly validating for me to hear that. I felt that a lot of things I've gone through have made me weaker, too. And that saying has always been such a slap in the face. Thanks for making me feel seen, Kristen. I also love what Cecilia writes. Cecilia says, I always turn that saying into what doesn't kill you makes you wish you were dead. Another one I don't like is you only get as much as you can handle. That one feels like a slap in the face to me, too. Yeah, I always joke that like what doesn't kill you gets you like awfully close to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's still not good. No, it's all bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Now, some of you liked how Brad and Jolenta spoke out against all the book's mantras and the lack of actionable steps. Let's hear from one of those folks. Amy says, although Jeffers seems to have a clear grasp of how our fears hold us back, I didn't hear her offer many clear solutions to reach the point of self-confidence to know that you can handle what life throws at you. The rules that you distilled from the book seemed annoying, jargony, and sometimes only tangentially related to facing fears. I might still skim the book, but I'm skipping over all mentions of mantras and posting notes around the house. <laughs> so many notes. Like so I many. said, if you put up every goddamn thing that they suggested, you would have a wallpapered room. Yeah. You may notice that I did not post the notes everywhere in my house. Unlike you, Jolenta, you had like a hundred notes in your house. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep some at my desk. That's it. Just a few I at mean, my desk. It starts because I like playing with like my handwriting and lettering and shit. <laughs> and then it ends with shit taped everywhere. <laughs> so you probably had it right. <laughs> now, as far as the actionable steps go or the lack thereof in the book, I got to say I was so impressed that some of you wrote in and talked about the actionable, concrete steps you yourselves have taken to confront your own fears. Mm. And I like these stories so much that uh, we, we got to read a couple of them, Joanna. Oh, totally. No, they were so good. Sandy wrote, after 30 years in the same job, I applied for a different job. I didn't need a new job, but I applied anyway because the salary started where mine was capped. I scored an interview with five interviewers. After 30 years of no interviews, I was beyond scared to attend that interview, but I pushed through with the help of two things, half a Xanax and mm. the song Better When I'm Dancing by Megan Trainer on repeat. The folks who interviewed me actually said that my interview was the most fun they'd ever had during an interview. I felt the same way. In fact, that was the most fun I've had in a long time. Oh, sure, half a Xanax helped take the edge off my anxiety, but that song deserves most of the credit. Anything that gets you in the right headspace, plus have a Xanax, like that's almost a mental edge at that point. You know, like that's almost <laughs> a placebo edge that you're giving yourself. So I am impressed. Plus, when's the last time anyone like had fun in a job interview, either giving or getting? I don't know. Maybe mine have all been just sort of boring. But like, <laughs> I am so impressed that you were able to make such a good impression. 
Yeah. And I love that you have concrete things here for other folks to consider, not just post-it notes with mantras. <laughs> right, right, right. Like getting yourself amped up and in the right headspace. Yeah. Patty said, I worried about coming out as gay at 53 years old. I've always been gay, but have been passing as straight, not to upset my family. My therapist helped me to decide to come out to a neutral person. I chose my personal trainer and then work to tell other friends. I haven't told most of my family as I fear being disowned, but I have this new private Facebook identity to avoid someone accidentally outing me. I feel my coming out is a process, but it feels really good to have some people see the real me and still like me. Oh my gosh, Patty, I like you so much. You are such a badass. I love this story so much. And the concrete action items here that your therapist gave you. Love it. To start out coming out to a neutral person first. Like work your way up. Yeah, to tiptoe your way into being out by, you know, having a Facebook account where you can be yourself. These are like real concrete steps. So much better than mantras. So much Mm -hmm. better than post-it notes. Right, like actual steps. Like find places that feel safe where it's like a small step to come out and then like work up to bigger and bigger steps and like increment mentally face fear and and realize people still love you and see you for who you are and like see past your sexual orientation or just don't care <laughs> yeah and like don't give a shit and they're like yeah who cares like i know i like you patty like i already did like you but this is so beautiful and again just being brave enough to make changes and to push yourself after like so many years of not doing it so brave so admirable I'm so impressed, Patty. So impressed. All right. We're going to take one more quick break. But when we come back, we have a listener question we are going to answer. And of course, we will announce next week's book. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back. And now let's hear a question more than one of you had. Shane wrote in to say, based on the verdict, I will likely not read this book, but I do love the idea of the chart with all the aspects of your life. Is there a place to find a fuller description of that online, or would one of you be willing to post a picture? Well, Shane, you are not the only person who wrote in with this question. Lots of you want to know what this chart looks like, and we're going to tell you so you can make your own, and we're going to post a picture of Jill Wenta's chart on Instagram so you can see her chart. So it is essentially this. Make a tic-tac-toe board. You know a tic-tac-toe board? It's like Mm -hmm. 
two horizontal lines and two vertical lines, and that creates like nine little squares. We want a three by three grid. Yes, that's another way to put it. And then fill in those nine squares with the nine things that you think are important to live a full, happy life. And in the author's case, she chose and she recommends that we start with contribution, hobby, leisure, family, alone time, personal growth, work, relationships, and friends. And when we were living by this book, I used those same things too. But if I were to give it more thought, I don't think I would have chosen those things personally. Would you have, Jolenta? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would have like chosen at least my own wording just to make it like spark with me more. But yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to put in the nine elements of life that matter and then like make sure you have equal time for all of them. And we can post a little pic. Yes, on Instagram. And what is our Instagram handle, Jolenta? Uh, at By the Book Pod. That's right, at By the Book Pod. <laughs> and thank you so much to everyone who wrote in this week. We love hearing your thoughts and your critiques and your pointers. You can always share your stories with us on our private Facebook community. It's facebook.com slash group slash BTB pod. And you can always email us, Kristen and Jolenta at gmail.com. And now, Jolenta, it's that time. Mm-hmm. It's the time when we announce next week's book. That's right. Our next book is The Path Between Us, an Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships by Suzanne Stabile. Is the path between us long or short? What even are Enneagrams? Are we expected to walk the path or are there golf carts provided? <laughs> Listen next week to find out. And that's it for this mini episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our amazing producers at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, Chantel Holder, and Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wida. He composed our theme song. And of course, thank you to the Rizzos for performing our theme song. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've lived by Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Also send us any suggestions or questions anything about self-help books, anything about books you want us to live by. Reminder, our Twitter handles are at Jolenta G and at Kristen Meinzer, as well as at By the Book Pod. And don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher app. Just look down at your little screen, scroll a little, maybe hit five stars, maybe write why you like us in a little box below those five stars and hit enter. And then people will more easily find our show. They can learn about self-help and give us their two cents, and we'll all have a beautiful self-help dialogue. Until next time, I'm Kristen Leinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Stitcher. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.